I would say her mouth looks like a shithole. <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City. De Blasio has reached peak stupidity. Comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Is that racist? Gets, like, his fans come up to him. Girls come up to him. Bang her. He gets their information. Yeah. Banged her. Uh... He invites them to come over to his hotel room. He says that lots of actors like to screw the extras. It's pretty easy. They come over, they fuck, and that's it. Bang her. This isn't complaints that he's gotten. He's just said, yeah, I like to do this, and now people are really mad. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want anybody, uh, no man of power, to get laid with a woman of less power. See, women have got, they've sold this thing that they've, oh, we're abused. And, you know, we, we need to change this whole cycle of abuse. What they want is power. They say it. They put it right up front. Empowering. Everything's empowering. Right. They want to do things that are empowering. Right. Doing this is empowering and gives us power. They want power. They're hungry for power. They want the same power. Well, you want the power? Go get the fucking power. Yeah, do it. What's I mean, stopping you? I mean, now they're doing it. Yeah. And that's the way they're doing this it. This is how they're doing it. They right. want to topple people of power. Yeah. Men. They want to take away their power. They're like, oh, we want your power, so we're going to fucking make accusations until we get it. Well, I can't blame them for wanting the power. The hey, look, you, know, like, you want power? Everybody wants power. Not every does. man has power. You think mm-hmm. every man has power? We don't all have power. I don't have any fucking power. Where's my power? Uh, I want power. Uh, you... You have the podcast. Yes, I have the power of the podcast. We have this podcast, and we are going to tell you what to do. We find it empowering to do this. This does not usually <laughs> have a happy ending. Yeah, these these uh, people are fuckheads. You know, that's that's what it comes down to. I it's, think you're right. It's a it's a fuckhead planet that we live on. There you go. Yeah, a little off topic. A maybe, crazed maybe, man, maybe on topic. A crazed man. Jumped onto the subway tracks and threatened to kill himself, all while ranting for equality and social justice. The unidentified man at the time, see, we know who he is now, was holding a bottle of vodka when he started yelling and jumped onto the D and B lines, nice. like on the tracks on there. And it was around 1.30 p.m., 42nd Street, Bryant Park Station, and people were mostly pleading with him, just come up, come up. Not me. I wouldn't say that. I'd say, you're right where you belong. Stick it out. Make good on your threat. I know. I, I heard he was he was like licking his finger and saying, okay, should I touch the third rail? Yes, yes, touch it. <laughs> yes, he was licking his finger. <laughs> yeah, and he threatening to touch the third rail. He uh, was eventually removed without injury. Oh, he said, should I lick my finger and touch the third rail? The lunatic was still mumbling about equality when a Brooklyn-bound train, warned by authorities, slowly pulled in the station, stopped at the entrance. So he disrupted the trains a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, very interesting. Yeah. What's more interesting, the guy is Daniel Venter, the guy who drank pigeon blood Shut back up. in August. No, yes, it's not. It's the same guy. Come on, Pat, you're lying. <laughs> this guy is obviously a menace. Are you saying it's literally the same guy? I'm telling you, it is literally... Daniel Ventre of the of of pigeon blood drinking fame. What the hell? It's the same guy? Why didn't they point that out in the news in the article? They didn't know at that time and now oh apparently my God. it can be told. Uh this guy loves Bryant Park. According to the New York Post. <laughs> And he wasn't removed. He just scrambles right out, you see. Leaving the tracks with no help whatsoever. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, wait, so this is the same guy who takes a, took a nap in the um, hallway of the court? Yes. 
I'm awake. <laughs> I'm um, like, if this guy is if this guy sounded cuckoo already, it's spelled C O O C O O as a pigeon might say. You have no idea. The crazed man jumped on the subway tracks, threatened to kill himself on Wednesday. The same lunatic who bit the heads off two pigeons in Bryant Park last year while proclaiming he was a vampire, according to a local leader. Can this guy be um can this guy be like committed or something? Mm-hmm. Well, I he's been a terrible problem for us for a long time, according to Dan Biederman. Of the Bryant Park Corporation, president uh-huh. of that, yeah. Homeless man, Daniel Venter, 34, horrified onlookers in the park in August, et cetera, et cetera, saying he was a vampire, biting the heads off of pigeons, and saying, I love to eat and suck the blood out of pigeons. Well... He terrified crowds in a different way Wednesday afternoon when he jumped onto the D&B line tracks with a bottle of vodka, threatening... To touch the third rail, ranting about equality and social justice. I think it's, this guy's a great example of that belief. What belief? Equality and Equality and social justice, yeah. How so? Well, because he's just clearly has, he has no way to achieve this. And his idea of, of achieving it is to threaten his own physical safety and thinks that we should all care about that in order to get this accomplished. You know, he, he makes himself a victim yeah. In the process. Yeah, he's like one of those Buddhist monks who immolated himself in protest of the Vietnam. He's one-tenth of that, you know? He's one-one-hundredth of that. You know, Suppose I mean, like... he a, actually, like... Because he didn't actually do it. He didn't actually do it. No. He, he just, like, was making a fuss. Yeah, he's just getting everybody... Look. No! No! <laughs> and people get so upset trying to get him not to. I don't understand it. You think... I, I want to see a guy like that just run the fuck over that would be amusing to me that would be something worth seeing yeah or if he were to actually trip and electrocute himself then maybe then we could get a little social justice a little equality around here yeah. you know if only i'm looking at the front page of the new york of uh wednesday yes. and there's a photograph of the slapping socialite that we discussed oh jacqueline kent cook Jacqueline Kent Cook says, I didn't say hurry up, Jew. I said, let me through, Jew. Yeah. <laughs> I said, let me through, Jew. Right. Yeah, she's now uh, saying, oh, that was just you misheard me. I wasn't saying those things. Right. Why are um, you overreacting, Jew? Yeah. Why are all you Jews upset about this? Well, the funny thing is she said, she pointed out that she's Jewish. Oh, no kidding. Well, she says, I'm 25% Jewish. My grandmother was Jewish. Now, I know that Jack Kent Cook's mother was not Jewish, so that means that her mother's mother was Jewish, which makes her matrilineally Jewish. So she's completely Jewish as far as the Jewish religion is concerned. Oh, I see. Um, so really, so she can say uh, this all she wants. Well, no, it's still a hate crime. Well, is it, though? Sure. If you attack someone on well, the basis she, of their... She didn't attack the person she called a Jew, though. Uh, that's true. She hit another guy. The son. The son. He defended himself. Oh, she's the victim. Yeah, I think she said that um, she's the I think she said she broke her finger because he was, like, rushing her. I'll be goddamned. Well, I, I can't find the story. Well... It says, see page six, and then you get to page six, and it's like, oh, you mean the thing you call page six that isn't page six. Is that what they mean? Apparently. I don't yeah. see it because it's not on page six. Right. And you flip all the way over to 
Yes, the page six section, and uh, I don't see it there either. So I, I think that maybe this story doesn't exist. Well, there's that's, not that that's much a to strong the story. suspicion that I have. What's interesting is I read about her. So Jack Kent Cook and her mother were only married for like seventy three days. Okay. So I don't know to what extent she. I mean, obviously she she is his daughter. I mean, she's acknowledged as his daughter. Oh, she insists she was misheard and is the victim. Cook. Uh, 29, arrested and charged with assault after a tussle. Not charged with a hate crime, by the way. No. With uh, attorney Matthew Habercorn, who she bashed on the head with a mirrored purse on New Year's Eve. The incident kicked off uh, at Fancy Caravaggio after Cook allegedly made an offensive comment to Habercorn's mother, hurry up, you Jew. But Cook strongly denies uttering that comment tells page six in an exclusive interview that she said, excuse me, I have to get through. They sound very similar. But then, why excuse did she... me? I have to get through. Yeah. I have to get my Jew self through. Yeah, I'm Jew. I I think she probably said it. She clearly didn't hear what I said, and I immediately screamed at the top of her. And she says she and immediately screamed at the top of her lungs. She called me a Jew. So that's uh, she. Oh, she said. Well, she didn't hear me, and then she screamed at the top of her lung at the top of her old lady lungs. She she shriek she shrieked. Brought the room to a standstill with her shrieking. Cook says I was mortified. I tried to calm things down by explaining I didn't call anyone a Jew. I was just asking to get through. I had no idea they were even Jewish. Well, how about the other the other comment? Yeah, something she, about a nose job. She right? said, "Why don't you use some of your money to get a nose job?" Yeah, what about that? I didn't say that. I said, why don't you get use some of your money to buy a hijab? No, no, she said... To buy yourself a hijab. I didn't say get, use money to get a nose job. I said, can I pay you to give you a blowjob? <laughs> I wanted to give the old lady a blowjob. <laughs> Misunderstandings just... Uh, they they abound all the time and, in, yeah. in, in a big city. Yeah, there's there's a lot of ambient noise. It's just part and parcel of living in a big city. I mean, just ask, you know, the the, the fucking mu- the Muslim mayor of London. Yeah, who, <laughs> he will explain all about how these things occur. These things occur. You can't help it. You, you that's can't. part and parcel of living in a Muslim city. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah thinks that she has some sort of shot. Does she becoming a president or something? Apparently, uh, that's that's did, what it would seem. Did you see her speech? No, I sh- I certainly did not. I didn't watch one minute of the Golden Globes. I didn't see it either. But my daughter said, "Why is everyone so?" She's like, "I I she's like I watched the Golden Globes and her speech was like the most boring part." Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's good to hear. It's encouraging to hear that. Yeah, I don't think Oprah. Is um, really going to run for president? No, I think not. I think that I, was like a twenty-four hour. Anything to get uh, a little attention focused in in a direction that they think is cons- constructive. I right, guess. Right, right, right. Uh, there's a big shakeup in the NYPD brass. The NYPD is undergoing a major shakeup at the highest levels, according to police sources. Some said that the moves are partly intended to provide greater racial diversity among the brass. Yeah. Other sources uh, say that uh, James O'Neill, the commissioner, he just wants a, a change. Uh, he wants to put his own people in, according to this source. Huh. Uh, Chief Rodney Harrington, Harrison, rather, executive officer of the Patrol Services Bureau, is expected to become chief of patrol, making him the top African-American uniform member of the NYPD. Mm-hmm. And as the Post reported, 
exclusively in November, the NYPD confirmed on Monday a current chief of patrol, Terrence Monahan, set to be named chief department, number two slot, right below O'Neill. Yeah. And uh, crime stats guru, Dermot Shea, likely will be named chief of detectives when Robert Boyce ages out of the job. Uh-huh. Several other officials were asked to step aside, according, uh, including Chief of Transit Joseph Fox, Assistant Chief Diana Pizzuti, and Chief of Community Affairs Joanne Jaffe, yeah, and Chief of Citywide Operations Thomas Pertell. Well, so what's going on? Uh, it sound, well, I heard that um, Shirlene McRae may have been behind some of this. Oh, Shirlene McRae. And um, they, they've established this new role, like, uh, for officer of diversity and equal inclusion or something like that inclusion and equity oh yes um well from what i've heard from my sources mm-hmm. um is that this sucks yeah no and basically they're just making it that um you know any any prime appointments are going to be um you know pretty much diversity hires at the, from this point on you know like if you're a if you're a cop and you want to get into like a, you know, one of the specialized units, um, unless you're already well connected, or a minority, you're kind of uh, screwed. Mm-hmm. That that's that's the the rank and file. That's that's what my sources in the rank and file are telling me. Yes, you know, I I have I think I have a police source that I quoted here. I, I think we may have the same source, Pat. We we might, but I, I, I'm not entirely sure. Well, let's see. This is interesting. Um, lockers of Muslim cops vandalized with hate messages in the Bronx. I saw. And that that's just that's really sad. That too. is really too bad. It says, uh, yeah, lockers. For two Muslim cops in the Bronx were vandalized with hate messages. The discovery of the ugly taunts, including uh, F blank 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 U Muslim B blank 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 H. Now what could blank 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 B blank 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 H? I these are always little brain teasers. I know. Why do they do this? It's kind. It reminds me of word jumble, which is one of my favorite puzzles. F blank blank U. Well. Blank, blank, blank. Well, that could be um, Muslim. Oh no, and and Y O U. Not it doesn't end with the letter oh, okay. U. Because uh, that well, hmm. Feel you, feel you. It could be. And um, let's go with the feel you for now. And, and then B blank 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 H. B blank blank H. Botch. Muslim botch like a mistake like you botched it up it must be feel you muslim botch it must I mean let's we have to go with that for now and then uh that impro- that prompted an birth. internal probe birth muslim birth feel, feel you, your feel your muslim birth feel you muslim birth no i think it's probably they probably left off the the r, the r your. feel your muslim birth feel right. your muslim birth it's like everyone's going to become we're all muslim it's like a street parlance right feel you muslim birth feel your no no it's not even street parlance feel you muslim birth because the way muslims view it and this is something is that you know when muslims if you convert to islam mm-hmm. they don't call you a convert they call you a revert this is a big thing because the idea is that everyone is born a Muslim. Oh. So every baby is a natural Muslim. 
You, actually, you know what? There is evidence for this. Oh. Do you know what it is? No. The Quran? No. Just listen to, what does a baby say? A baby, like goo goo, gaga. La, uh, la, 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 uh, Allah, Allah. Allah. <laughs> <laughs> right. They, they start with vowels il- and shit. La ilaha il Allah. <laughs> That's what babies say. <laughs> yeah. They're la born. La ilaha la. Speaking they, that Muslim crap. They, they're born like professing um, the Shahada. I had no. Isn't that cool? There's, I never made no that connection. There's no God but Allah. So, Man. baby, all, feel your Muslim birth. You Proclaim were your born a Muslim. Thank okay. you. Yeah, so, really, so this is. Uh, it's not it's, it's, a hate it's, crime. It's in it was, favor of. It was probably written by one of the Muslims. Most likely. Yes. Feel your Muslim birth. <laughs> Prompted by an internal probe, uh, investigators are also trying to figure out if the same person is responsible, again, for scrawling F blank 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 U, D blank blank K, and penises on about two dozen other loggers. Hmm. I don't know if they can connect these. Maybe they can. Feel, again, maybe is it feel or fi- find you, find you, maybe... Find you, um, d blank blank k, d blank blank k, yeah, d- dark, 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 um, dank, dark, probably dark, dark. Uh, so so find your dark, find your dark, uh, uh and maybe yeah, I don't know, da- dork. I'm not, I'm not sure. Could be okay. dork. I don't know. I, and penises on about I, two dollars. Well, they were drawing I, penises, I, I think. I only wrote the first part. Were these penises... <laughs> were they penises? I, I, I haven't seen these alleged drawn penises, but I mean, maybe... What's wrong with drawing a penis, anyway? You know, this other lady, this Swiss, uh, Swedish or whatever she was lady, she draw a 40-foot penis... And nobody says a goddamn word. They just they just they did paint over it. Yeah, but it wasn't a hate crime. No, it was not true. considered a hate crime in any way. Was it considered vandalism? No, no. She didn't get charged with anything. It wasn't. It was only considered a work of art that we need to cover up now. Did she? Um, did she have the permission of the building owner? No, he's the one who covered it up. So I can't imagine he would give permission and then insist that it be that it be drawn over. That's true. So, I guess, I guess it just depends on how you know. If you're going to draw a penis, you need to draw an enormous penis instead of a bunch of small ones. I think the only reason they covered it up is because it was Muhammad's penis. That it should be in public, <laughs> maybe, and that that is a hate crime to cover that up. Or drawing Muhammad's drawing penis. Oh, I guess wrong. that is the big problem. Yeah. Yeah, if you draw Muhammad's penis, you are... If it was just a regular one, they would have kept it's it It's a up. violation of the Hakamanach. Yeah. It's just... It's a shame that the Muslims have to live with things like that. I just like remember that. when my kids were born, cute little babies. Goo goo gaga la ilaha illallah. When we get this new NYPD brass going, we're going to get some of this shit settled. Goo goo gaga. <laughs> La ilaha illallah. <laughs> this is what they say. <laughs> you were born a Muslim. They call it reversion, not conversion. 
Reversion. You yeah. revert to... You revert to your natural state. This Vision Zero, by the way, is is saving pedestrians, but cyclists are not getting a big... Uh, they're not getting a lot of help. Cyclists are dying more than ever since 2014. They've uh, gone up. Cyclists' death have gone up. Now, it's only three... It's, all this is uh, what you call statistically irrelevant, because the numbers are from 2014, number of cyclists... Uh, 20, 14, 18, and 23. Yeah. It's so, the, you know, let's, let's, well, just, you yeah. start talking about percentages. It sounds like it could be a lot, but it's not. It's just a few people. Right. So we're on the right track. We don't want pedestrians to, to die more, necessarily. To kill more cyclists. Yeah. Cyclists, you know, they, they chose it. More bike lanes means more cyclists, right. which means more deaths. And there's been more like telling cyclists that the streets belong to them. Yes. Don't do that. More of this sense that of entitlement, I think. Like, yeah. That the cyclists are the ones who really own the streets. Haven't we seen that in their behavior at times? Uh, yes. We've seen guys who stay in the way. They don't clear out of the way. No, they, no, they, they don't clear they, out of the way. Sometimes they try to slow traffic down. They don't stop for lights. They, they all think that, well, if I'll slow down for the light, just... To save to, to make sure that no cars are coming, but they don't stop for pedestrians, as far as I can tell. Well, police reform always uh, a topic. Police reform advocates slammed the De Blasio administration on Monday for waiting until the last minute before adding controversial police reform bills to a public hearing hosted by the mayor. The one measure in the Right to Know Act requires cops to get proof of consent from a person before searching them without a legal without a legal basis. Yeah. A second bill requires cops to ID themselves and provide business cards to suspects. Yeah. Carolyn Martinez class, a spokesman for the Communities United for Police Reform. Do you mind if I turn that on? No, not at all. Just to kind of get a little... Uh, is, is the uh, smoke bothering you? Well, you know, it doesn't bother me. Sorry, faggot. Let me... Uh... It doesn't bother me that much. <laughs> <laughs> this thing works really well. What is it? It's... Uh, it's a, it's This is an air purifying... Uh, oh, nice. ...little deal. I love those things. Yeah. I'll turn this it's just, off. It's very... Uh... It looks like you have a lot of things like that. Yeah, I do. I, I, I make every... That's also an air purifier. Wow. Fucking crank it up. Plug it in, crank I, it up. I don't want it to make too much noise. No, who gives a shit? Yeah, but... Well, it's, it's just the quality of a podcast that people be listening to. They don't care. They don't mind if there's a fucking plane taking off. Does, it, does it sound like that, guys? Well, that would be distracting. <laughs> the main thing is you're comfortable. So what are these new measures? I thought these were happening. I thought those things were going to happen. They've already ordered the business cards. So why are we? Uh, why is there some sort of a hearing about this? I mean, like, well, uh, no, it's not. Re- Here's the thing: is uh, when the mayor signs legislation, the city council passes the legislation, and then the mayor signs the legislation. And when he does so, I don't know if this is like a law. They 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 call it a public hearing, but it's not really. What it is is the mayor. Signs it, but before he does, he's like, okay, well, here's someone who wants to comment on it. And then they have, like, one person saying, I uh, think it's great. I think this is great, and here's why. It's not really, like, public con- It's not really a hearing. It's oh, just, I it's see. It's like this bullshit. And so, so de Blasio figured, why fucking play this up? We're doing it. 
right? I guess. And yeah. so they didn't add it until the end, and then they, why didn't you add it until the, why? Right, because we needed to have- um, We need to rub everybody's you know, nose in Eric it. Eric Garner's uh, third cousin mm. wanted to comment on it. By the, way, by the way, Pat, I just want to comment on last week's podcast. Uh-huh. I, I have to say, you did a marvelous job discussing um, Erica Garner. Oh, thanks. I really think, um, you know, I, I guess we haven't really gotten any reviews of it yet, but you just did a masterful job. So Thank you. I want to congratulate yeah, say, you. Same to you. I, I think our coverage was fairly complete. Of, of the Erica Garner situation. Well, uh, you're really the one who, who... I mean, you've really been leading the way on Erica... Eric and Erica Garner commentary. <laughs> for for years now. Yeah. Uh, the whole point... I don't even remember what we said, except that uh, what what could be said. I mean, you know, she well, was... at one point you said that uh, Erica Garner thought she was 27, but really they what they should say is Erica Garner, 300 pounds. Yeah, dead at 300 pounds. <laughs> So not nice. No, I looked no. at her. I don't think she weighed three hundred. Probably pounds. not. She no, may have weighed it's... like one eighty, one ninety. Oh, way more than that, though. Really? No, she was a good two fifty. Shit, absolutely two fifty. Uh, they're ordering this pooch to stay. It says, oh, ASPCA says it's holding the four-year-old Chihuahua found locked in a car amid sub-freezing temperatures in Soho over the weekend, at least until one of the dog's owners appears in court next month. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Haiyang Chen, 23, arraigned Sunday on charges of illegally. Uh, he illegally confined the pooch named Mary in his car for about an hour as temps plunged to 10 degrees Saturday evening. Well, uh, that could be cold for a dog. He was replaced without, uh, excuse me, he was released without bail Sunday. But I we, mean, he and girlfriend uh, called the ASPCA to retrieve the pooch. The group said it would keep the dog at least until Chen's court date. It February 23rd. They're going to keep this dog until February now. Well, I guess For crying out loud. Yeah, you know, I hope it's not at a kill shelter. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm sure that dog's just enjoying the fuck out of itself wherever it is instead of being in its nice Soho home. Like getting raped by Rottweilers and oh, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> repeatedly raped. <laughs> Not to joke about rape. Taunted but, um, by- <laughs> but here, I mean, what the fuck? Okay. Oh, it's too hot. Don't put your dog in the car. Oh, no, it's too cold. Don't put your dog in the car. Right. Yeah. Come it's, on, man. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, the ASPCA, people love to report people if, for shit like this, too. They love cold, to. They could have just fucking put the heat on. The dog could put the heat on. The dog, these dogs aren't stupid. Stop underestimating the dogs. I, I once had a woman tell me, don't patronize the dog, because she had a dog that she said had 180 IQ. And, and she said, now talk to the dog. And I would say, hello, dog. And she'd go, dog, you're patronizing the dog. Don't patronize the dog. This dog it, it, it repeatedly, this, what would this she, repeated, um, I don't know what she wanted to be. How would she demonstrate the intelligence of the dog? She, I didn't ask her to. I took her at her word. Wow. I didn't disbelieve her just because she was an immigrant of some sort. She had a son going in the Marines. Was this a girlfriend? She was naked. Part no, this was some woman <laughs> that oh. I met back in 1997. Wait, the dog was naked. The dog was was naked, and as was the owner momentarily, who came out and said, "What are you doing here? I'm naked." She what? forgot I was in the room. I was over there visiting with this other comedian, and oh. yeah, first week I ever worked on the road, and he and we went to her place for some reason. Oh yeah, he went back to like you know, perform some sort of sexual act with her. 
and she had, you know, he needed a ride. That's why I was there. And so she uh, was had introduced us to the dog and, and told us the dog had 180 IQ. It's, talk to the dog. Go ahead. Talk to the dog. That's incredible. And they kept telling me we were that I was patronizing the dog. And then they went back to have sex. She came back out naked. What are you doing here? I'm naked. Oh. And I, I said, I'm out here patronizing the dog. You know the cannibal... Maybe she said don't pat the dog. No, she said don't patronize the dog, I promise you. Don't pat my dog. Don't pat, don't patronize the dog. And I didn't. I, I, I swear to God, I tried to speak to the dog with respect. Yeah. I tried to speak to it with as if it was an equal or better. And I could not... Everything I had, I guess I just had a patronizing tone. Hey, how are you? Pat Dixon. I hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, you know... I don't know if you ever noticed, we don't have any ads on this show because we don't get to control where they go. They want them at the beginning of the show. I like the beginning a certain way. You, it, There's a lot of reasons, you know. Why should you have to listen to some bullshit about Sherry's Berries or something, you know, just because you're trying to find out what's going on in New York City crime. So, look, uh, this show's supported through Patreon.com. Go to Patreon.com slash NYC. Patreon.com slash PatDixonNYC. You get rewards. You get more content. You, you, you get different stuff. And it's a little something for you and a little something for me. And everybody's happy. You know, the Cannibal Cop has a book out now. I, I heard about that. Even, uh, it, it's, it's could be a very big do- uh, dog. Could be... <laughs> it looks, like a, great, looks like a great book. What's it called? Yeah, well, the the, the book itself like is called, a, it's called a, a Gathering of Evil. Yeah. <laughs> it centers <laughs> on, on violent pervs and, and two young, attractive New Yorkers. Well, what I, rec- what I respect about Gil Valle, I don't know if I want to say respect, is that in his discussion of the book, he says, look... This is my fetish. That's mm-hmm. not gone away. I'm still, I, even though I, I, my, my conviction was thrown out, mm-hmm. I'm still really into the idea of eating women. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm same old, same old me. And that's why I'm writing this book. He says, yeah. He says, coming for me, it has to be a disturbing book. I'm a disturbing dude. Said Valley. He, he joked that to the, uh, to the Post on Monday night, adding that uh, he's resigned to being the cannibal cop for the rest of his life. Although, on this show, he is not the cannibal cop. He is merely the cannibal author now. Oh, wow. You know the old cliche, he says, uh, make lemonade out of lemons. Yeah, so you make <laughs> so what he said? lady juice out of ladies. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Gil's if a friend, you know. gives you women... Make woman Wim- fricassee. <laughs> Make women aid. <laughs> Good lord! I wonder what his dating life is like at this point. My understanding, from my source, is that uh, he um, he may have met someone. Oh, um, but I, I don't know. I think uh, if you watch his Instagram, sometimes that provides a clue. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just not really that. He has an Instagram. Does he? Yeah, it's. Uh, it's. I, I'll tell you in a little while. What the thing I don't get about that fetish, like eating women, mm-hmm. is it? Well, it's and it isn't the yeah the actual eating women. He doesn't really take it that far. It's the it's the fear of them, the, them being afraid that they're going to be eaten. Yeah, yes, them them like uh, like like roasting them over a. Sp- it's more the torture. Oh, it's not the uh, actual like oh, ingesting really? of them. The actual putting them. Yeah, it's. The, I think he likes the torture. That's even kind of more horrifying. Yeah, he's a horrifying guy, like you said. He's, you know, now you've never fantasized about torturing a woman. I certainly have. 
Not, I mean, not, like, not in a masturbatory way, maybe though. Maybe an I will individual say woman. Yeah. Like a particular woman. <laughs> no, not women in general. <laughs> not because they're women, but because they're who they are. Yeah, but, you know... Which I mean, is the way you're supposed to fantasize about. Right. I can't really get into the idea... Like, So he likes the At idea At that point, of, like, it's not even a fetish. It's just normal. Right. So he wants to, like, put a... Like, tie a woman up and, like slowly roast her while she screams or something uh he doesn't want to do it he, no, 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 he likes to think he about likes it to think about it okay i think so and now i don't want to speak for him at uh, all i would right. i wouldn't want to do that we should have him back on the show though well would you like to meet and talk to gil valley i've met him and talked to him already have you really yeah, on your show okay at the compound media show oh right yeah he, he's appeared on there a few times yeah i mean he seemed a little. Uh, he's a little low key. He's got a, he's got all kinds of shit going on in his life. He, he he sort of had a David Berkowitz vibe about him. Well, David Berkowitz now is a is a born again Christian. Is that the David Berkowitz you're talking about? No, I'm talking about the early Berkowitz, <laughs> <laughs> the one that delivered letters and minded his own business. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean Gilvalli seemed to have a kind of. Uh, yeah, he seemed kind of like a weird dude. We were on his side from the beginning. I was anyway, because I said, "Look, the guy is not. I, I, it's this is all fantasy, right, right." And uh, and I said, "You know what?" And he got a raw deal. He comes out with his book. What's he call it? Raw, raw deal. deal. Yeah, that was this, you gave him that inspired by me. You know, he contacted me, so he had heard the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. That's how I ended up in knowing him. No shit. I yeah. figured you had gone after him. No, he, he he's we were one of the few, you know, uh sympathetic voices. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. One of the very few. So and we and we remain so and, and wish him the best. And uh I uh look Good forward for to Good reading for you, Gil. A Gathering of Evil. Well uh, which is available now. Pick it up. Cannibal author's book, A Gathering of Evil. And I'm gonna promote it's his first novel. There will there will be a second one. Is that what he says? Yeah, I think so. I mean the book is doing well. Is it? And what is it? It's like a a book about a crew of like sadistic wealthy wealthy violent sadists who uh, who target two young attractive New Yorkers hmm. and uh, I suppose torture them. Huh. I, it sounds to me as if uh, there could be no survivors <laughs> in oh. this glass of women aid. <laughs> uh, what do you think of Spitzer now? Spitzer, Elliot Spitzer, former governor, the Love Gov. Yeah, who has is now. Oh my God, he, he once warned a rival. I am a fucking steamroller. Yeah, he promised an ex hooker a slow, painful death. Threatened to stab a restaurant patron's <laughs> privates after getting ribbed by a stranger. He said, "I'll get a fucking knife and stab you right in your." I don't. They can barely hear me. They don't know. Uh, I'll stab you right in your. I guess it's. Does it say B fucking dash 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 fucking C blank blank K? In stab your, you right in your fucking in your cork cork. I guess because they're at a fancy yeah, restaurant, yeah. And and I'll stab you. I'm gonna stab you right in your cork. Uh, Spitzer scream that at Jamie uh, Antolini, the Upper East Sider said. I'll stab you and. I mean, that's a weird thing to say. Like, I can imagine saying, like, I'll cut your cock off. Right. Stab I'll you in your stab cock. stab your cock. I mean, you've really got... That sounds like... I'm not interested in owning your cock here. I don't need to separate it from your body. I mean, body. that's kind of like another level of, like, 
sadistic lunacy to imagine like, okay, get it out, put it on the table, and now yeah. I'm going to fucking put a knife in it. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe he's he he should talk to Gil Valle. It sounds to me as if, yeah, Elliot Spitzer might have some fetishes himself. Also. Yeah, like leaving his socks on, that was a big deal, that he left his socks on. He was, very, I, he was uh, world famous. Right? I know, I know. Oh, are you a, are you a socks on guy? Hell no, but you I don't You sound really, like a socks on guy. I'm not, but I didn't understand why they were so into that. Detail. Well, it's, it's it uh, makes him seem... Uh, a little weird. A I little, guess. yeah. I, I think because he, he had the uh, garters and everything. Oh, it's really? The way I, it's the way I imagined it. I don't know if. Oh, he, he didn't want to take off his sock garters. Well, that's probably a big thing. You know, it's probably a whole big. I don't know if I can unbuckle them, you know, yeah, and yeah, roll yeah. my socks down. Uh, the outburst by the uh, oft disgraced ex governor began when he overheard Antolini praising Spitzer's longtime nemesis, Home Depot founder Ken Langone. I didn't know he had a long-time me- uh, nemesis. It was a Home Depot founder. I, I didn't know about this either. Antolini, 48, said he was des- he was dining at a table by the bar. This is a place called the... Uh, it, it's at Avra Madison Estorio on East 60th Street. Spitzer, 58, walked in. As the notorious LoveGov walked by, Antolini loudly told his table mates, Ken Langone should have been president. And Ken Langone is a great guy. Langone. Okay. Uh, and Tolini said the remarks infuriated Spitzer, who, as state attorney general, clashed with Langone over then New York Stock Exchange CEO Richard Grosso's $139.5 million pay package. Right. Only right. to be publicly roasted by Langone when he quit as governor in 2008 over his first hooker scandal. Oh, okay. He leaned into me. Guy right in my face, screaming, yelling, I don't know who the fuck you think you are, but I'll fucking have you killed. Holy <laughs> shit. Antolini recalled. Well, Prominent so- uh, biotech investor who uh, witnessed the incident. Said Spitzer actually came back several times to berate Antolini before Antolini finally stood up to face him following the threat against his manhood. That's what it took. I'll stab you right in the cock. He's yeah. like, hold on, hold on. Let me just stand up and deal with this. One time I saw David Patterson in a restaurant. Are you talking about blind uh, David Patterson? Yeah. The uh, 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 acting governor, uh, lieutenant governor there for a while or well, something. Well, he was governor. Yeah, he got promoted, though. He from got promoted. Yeah, because we had um, David Patterson. What a joke. He didn't um, seem quite as... Um, Vicious and threatening. No, not not as I volatile. As no, 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 no. He, he just... had no passion for the job. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh-uh. None. You show me a blind lieutenant governor who gets promoted. I'll show you a guy with no passion. Um, I think that. But didn't he also have like some girlfriend or something? Yeah, he was also a fucking dirtbag. A lot of these guys are. Really, all the politicians are dirtbags. They, they kind of are. They're, they're, you can't find one who's not. I think that's why everybody gets so upset about what's happening currently in politics. Oh, with Trump? Uh-huh. Because he's actually the only, the only honest man, the only good man. He is, and they can't stand that. They said, if people realize you can just run for something and get it. Now, we've been sucking off the fucking teat here, doing nothing. Right. And that's going to be revealed, that you don't have to... No, you don't have to be in politics in order to right. get shit done. In fact, it, it's counterproductive right. to, to be in politics. 
and that he's actually the best. Well, I guess we're not supposed to talk about. That. Well, hey, he's 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 he the, is the president. He is the president. He's the only honest man in Washington D.C. and perhaps the entire United States. Um, yeah, and he's a good man. Do you know he's a teetotaler? He doesn't drink. Doesn't drink. Doesn't smoke. And that's probably why he's so healthy. It's got all this energy. Did you know that he's the healthiest president? Ever? I didn't know that, but I, I certainly don't doubt it. I mean, I know Barack Obama smoked about a pack and a half a day. Yeah. they say, You know, some people think that um, if Trump had gone into professional baseball, he probably could have been the first guy, to first baseball player to bat 500 and or hit 100 home runs in one season. I am aware of that. And it's actually considered still possible. It may yet happen. I, 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 my understanding is that he can nail three pointers all day from half court. I mean, yeah, and barely try. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Just, just he just throws just them up and they go up. in. Right. And it's, it's remarkable his ability to do that. I, I have also heard that he can kick a field goal from the fifty yard line, shoe on or off, <laughs> barefoot. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, he's a, he's a remarkable man. Many people don't. These things don't get. They don't get published. They don't get. They don't get talked about a great deal. Sometimes they get one hearing in the National Review. Right, right, right. And then that's the end of it. A big fight at the uh, Garner funeral. That that was just a tragedy. Yeah, we had a. Uh, apparently, some people didn't get let in. Yeah, like his grandma. Yeah, his his or her his, grandma. His, her. Yeah, his mother and her grandma. Yeah. Eric Garner's mom barred from her own granddaughter's funeral. Yeah, why'd they do that? I'm not really sure. I think it had something to do with some bad blood between the Garners. Wow. Yeah, Gwen Carr was, uh, uh, wasn't was allowed inside the First Corinthian Baptist Church. We'll have that full story when we come back in just a second. Hey, it's Pat Dixon. Thanks for listening to New York City Crime Report. Uh, I know that you probably say to yourself, well, you know, you, you already do so much for us uh, with reporting and maintaining your journalistic integrity and everything. Uh, it, it's not... Uh, any big deal. I'm happy to do it, you know. But hey, if you if you want, there's a couple of things you could do for me. Uh, I, I guess uh, you, if you wanted, you could go to uh, you know the Apple Podcast there and leave a five star rating. That would be great. And if you want to leave a review saying how much you like the show, even better. Oh, and, and here's another thing you can do: go to Patreon.com/slash/PatDixonNYC. This show doesn't have ads at all, so we're supported through patreon.com like a crowdsourcing thing uh you're familiar with the damn thing i'm sure uh patreon.com slash pat nyc i appreciate it uh i don't want to make a big deal out of it but i don't know what else to you know so thanks oh and one more thing i have a show on compound media uh you know i don't expect to do all this shit <laughs> make a choice Compound Media is a great network. I have to agree with you. A lot of great shows. You really, really would enjoy it, I think. Uh, You know, I I don't have time to go over everything that's on it, but, you know, it's just trust me, it's fucking good. So, uh, compoundmedia.com, go there. Try it for a month. See if you like it. Crime Report every week, live. All right, I'll talk to you later. Do you know about, uh, do you know about, do you know Darius McCullum, who has Asperger's Syndrome? He's been un- unable to resist taking over buses and, and trains since he was a teen. He finally agreed, yeah, for decades. agreed to a deal that would find him not responsible by reason of mental disease or defect for his latest transit jacking. He did it again? Well, his latest one, 
It'll allegedly be- commandeering a Greyhound bus November 2015. Yes, I recall that. From one. Port Authority Bus Terminal. Yeah. I remember that. He's I was 52 thinking, now. Wouldn't it be interesting if he was the guy driving the subway that almost ran over the pigeon eater? If only. Yeah, he. I doubt he would have brought it to a stop. No, he would have. <laughs> <laughs> right? These trains got to move. Yeah, this guy, Darius, what's his name? McCollum. I remember him from like 30 years ago doing this shit. He's been doing this a while. And Back to his teens. Al- people would always be like, see, here's the thing. This guy is clearly, like, really talented. Yeah. We need to get him, like, you know, using his talents in a, a productive manner. But it's like, no, you missed the point. Like, there's no way he can do anything in a productive manner. He's a fucking crazy person, and all he wants to do is steal trains. They were yeah. like, we should get him a job with the MTA. Well, the MTA doesn't want him. Yeah. They, uh, he, he probably would have a hard time doing it at the appropriate time, would take every, somebody else's train. He likes to steal them. Well, uh, you know, the, the, the first was an E train, and he took it the whole way fucking down. Yeah. Made the whole trip. Yeah, yeah. Made stopping. all the stops. Well, the funny thing is that- <laughs> I mean, their, their job is not that tough. The, um, the, M- the way he would do it is MTA people would let him do it. They'd be like, oh, I want to get off work. I'll let, because he would just hang around all the time. Well, you want to drive the train? You want to take? Okay, yeah, you take it. I, I think he probably did this. I think there's a lot of instances. Like, really? Well, that's how how else would he get access to everything and all the knowledge? Yeah, like MTA workers would let him do it. Well, he certainly uh, won't be doing it for a while. He'll well, be confined to a facility. Oh, really? They're putting him away as a three-time felon. He wouldn't face as much as life behind bars if convicted at trial. So he took a uh, no-jail deal. That sends him to, uh, they found him uh, then not responsible by reason of mental disease or defect. And uh, and so now uh, him and his Asperger's, uh, you know, he, he's not going to be able to do that for a while. That's, um, that's really sad. Yes, he's uh, copped a plea that will land him in a psychiatric facility indefinitely. So, I mean, that means he's going to die there, right, probably? Um. Maybe. Unless he, uh, you know, becomes better. Yeah. Will he become better, though? Eric Garner's mom barred from her own granddaughter's funeral, sparking an ugly shoving match outside of Harlem Church. Uh, Mm. She wasn't allowed inside where the mourners ironed Erica Garner, the uh, 250-pound daughter of Eric Garner whose death at the hands of the NYPD touched off national protests. It wasn't his death that touched off national protests. It was the lack of prosecution of Daniel uh, Pantaleo. That's what did it. They didn't really... There was no protest after he died. Is that true? Yes. Don't you remember? I mean, like, uh, it was... It was. Uh, I remember going, like, why are, not, why are people not making a bigger deal out of this? You know, and Michael Brown also had been killed, uh, rightfully, in, in that situation. Um, because he was reaching into a police car, et cetera, et cetera. He, he reached in and fired he, he, the gun. He, he jumped in uh, and and tried to take the gun away from the cop who, who had to shoot the guy. There was no uh, hands up, don't shoot. Everybody knows that now. So uh, Carr blamed Monday's fiasco on her daughter-in-law, mm. Erica Garner's mother, mm. Esau Pinky Garner. I'd never heard her called Pinky before, but now she's called Pinky. Huh. Esau. Why'd they call it Esau, like like Esau from the Bible? Yeah, her name's Esau. E-S-A-U? A-W. Oh. Esau. 
It's like seesaw. Seesaw. Without the e, without the s. Yeah. She didn't want none of our family in there on my side, the Garners, said Carr, explaining that the family rift has been building for years. Pinky Garner could not be immediately rich, reached for comment. That's Esau. Pinky Esau Garner. Uh, the Reverend it, Al Sharpton, it, who's... Pinky like something that, like, one of those slurs that black people use on white people? Oh, is it now? Shut up, Pinky. Pinky... <laughs> But I know they they call us cave faggots, but I don't know about They try to come up... The, this is an interesting point, though. Um, have you noticed that there there's no real equivalent to the N-word for white people? Not that I'm aware of. And you know There what? can't be. Well, there can't be because I think on some level, white people don't really care what black people think of them. Well, I mean, we. I think a lot of white people just feel eternally guilty and so they go yes we are oh yeah oh, yes i am a cracker oh, i am pink a ritz cracker i don't have any i am pink i am pink i am a cave faggot <laughs> There's cop hate vandalism at a stadium. Um, hey, an interesting thing happened with um, the New York City police that just the other day. Can I talk about it? Nearly two dozen police lockers at Yankee Stadium vandalized. Oh. According to uh, one belonging to a Muslim cop. I think that this is the one we've already talked about. Oh. That was well, at Yankee Stadium? What? They have cop lockers at, at Yankee Stadium. How about that? That wasn't great. mentioned? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I, I think that story, would, this is an appropriate time. Okay, great. Well, um, there was an interesting incident this week. Yes. Um, okay, there's this Trinidadian named uh, Ravi Ragbir who uh, was going to was being deported. Uh, did you hear about this case, Pat? No. Okay, Ravi Ragbir is this uh, Trinidadian who's been living in the United States for 27 years. They're trying to send him back to Trinidad. They're trying to send him back because here's the thing. I think he's actually a legal immigrant. But um, about 15, 17 years ago, he was working for a home loan, like you know, one of those home loan originators, mm-hmm. like, you know, during the whole subprime mortgage fiasco. And he was convicted of uh, forging a bunch of um, loan documents. So he served, uh, I think, 30 months in federal prison. Um, and then when he got out, he started something called the New Sanctuary Coalition, uh, dedicated to, basically dedicated to advocating for his own behalf and for, you know, other um, illegal or, or other, you know, felons and so forth who are facing deportation. Anyway, so this week they, um, he went in for his checkup at ICE and I guess they knew it was coming because uh, he was detained and this turned into a huge shit show down in... Um, down on Broadway by uh, Federal Plaza and so forth. And I guess maybe he fainted or something, so they stuck him in an ambulance. And several city council members, you must have seen this, Pat, mm-hmm. um, were screaming and they, they wanted to block his deportation, so they sat down in the middle of Broadway to block the ambulance. Ah, Now, in the past, city council members have done this, but it's all been... Arrange, pre-arranged, like, okay, they say to the police, we're going to be doing a protest, 
a peaceful protest. We're going to sit down in the street and then you come and arrest us and we'll get up and go along with the pro with, you know, the arrests. Right. But this time it was like an ad hoc thing. So these two councilmen in particular, uh, Jumani Williams and Edonis Rodriguez, who <laughs> get arrested all the time for this shit, like they didn't get up. Like they just sat there and they didn't. It, they also didn't go limp, which is like non-resistance. They struggled and fought back. Like they were like refusing to put their. They refused to get up. They refused to put their hands behind their back. Well, they really meant it this time, I guess. Huh? I guess, and so they really, you know. So basically, they're, they're making a lot of noise because if you look at the video, yeah, it took like three or four cops to like struggle with these these guys. Well, um, and you know, I guess they get what's coming to them, then, don't they? No, no, no! How dare you say that? They what? were brutalized. Oh, they were, how dare you say that, Pat? They were they were trying to stop an immoral deportation. But wait a second, wait. I mean, if they were if they were resisting, then what what did they expect to happen? No, no, no! But it was civil disobedience, Pat. Oh, you mean because they, they had a point? Because they were doing it, they were expressing their rights to protest, Pat. Oh, okay, so, but still, I mean, at a certain point, blocking traffic, I mean, is that a right? Is that is that like a... No, it's not, but if you listen to these people, they, they don't, see, they don't understand about, they, and you know, Melissa Mark Viverito said this once, that civil disobedience is um, a First Amendment protected... Oh, is it? Right. No, of course not. <laughs> First Amendment rights, protected speech is things like... Uh, this give yeah what we're doing uh, making a speech organizing uh, filing petitions uh, writing things oh. uh, having a picket line uh, right. on the sidewalk um, that doesn't block access accusing innocent people of rape accusing innocent people of rape all of those things are are First Amendment protected well actually the latter probably isn't but oh I see anyway um, blocking traffic. Is, is not protected speech. And see, here's the whole point. Civil disobedience means that you're breaking the law intentionally. Yeah. Like, that's what they don't understand. Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, blah, 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 all these Gandhi, all the heroes of civil disobedience. Muhammad Ali. Maha well, Muhammad Ali didn't really get in the <laughs> So the idea is like, okay, I'm, I'm going to break the law and I will suffer the consequences to make a moral point. But these politicians... They want to break the law to make like a publicity point, but then they get really mad if they're held to account. Well, how about Jumanji Williams? I mean, that, Jumanji Williams. Yeah, yes. Jumanji Williams. <laughs> um, these people are so stupid. Anyway, uh, what I like to see is that the Sergeant's Benevolence Association—they're um, prompt. They're like they want to put the heat on to see that these guys actually don't just get like a slap on the wrist. I mean, they were resisting arrest. They were doing disorderly conduct. Mm -hmm. Apparently, one of like Edonis, I think, may have shoved a cop or pushed him or punched him or something like that. Yeah, these guys should go to fucking jail. Two dozen arrested during this rally over the detention of an immigration rights activist. Shut up, you, Edonis Rodriguez and Jumani Williams, who both they both hold city council seats. They were arrested in Foley Square while protesting the arrest of Ravi Rockbeer, uh, an immigrant rights activist. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so and, convicted, seen and convicted thief and yeah. fraudster. Gray suit and red socks. And then uh, uh, oh, Corey Johnson, actually. Uh, that's That happens to be my councilman. Yeah. Now, he didn't get arrested. He was uh, just there. He was there. Yeah. See, he, he probably knew the rules. He says he wasn't arrested. He participated, but he wasn't arrested. Right. Um, the, the 18 people uh, were arrested during the protest. Mayor Bill de Blasio, spokesman, said the mayor 
has been briefed on the protest, adding the area is covered extensively by cameras and will be reviewing the footage to get to the bottom of what happened. When you get to the bottom of it, I mean, like, I'm, I'm looking at this right here, and uh, I, I assume there will be an ad first, of course. I'll uh, tell we, you, Edonis Rodriguez, like, I was kind of um, winding them up on the online. That's Jumani with the backpack on. Hands up. Oh, she's laying in the street, this female. There's Edonis. Come the fuck on. Yeah, they're blocking an a- and they're blocking an ambulance. Yeah. That's pathetic. Why don't they just cuff him? Well, eventually they do. Just cuff that fucking asshole. I know. I have no sympathy for that at all. The best part is so they... What behavior is that for a city council? So they're they're arresting Jumani and they put his... um, They're putting the handcuffs on and he's like... He's bent over a car and some reporter's like, Jumani, what do you have to say? What do you have to say? And he just starts saying, freedom, resist, freedom, resist. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. The revolution will not be televised. Yeah, these people are so annoying. Anyway, so, uh, and then they keep claiming, okay, so one cop puts his, like, they're trying to bend Edonis over so they can cuff him. Oh, wait, it turns out the revolution will be televised right, right. after all. <laughs> the revolution. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Thoroughly covered. <laughs> awesome. Um, I hope the revolution is televised. <laughs> it, it, will be, it will be on every will, channel. Otherwise, I will not participate. <laughs> so I say to you, the revolution better be televised. It will be The on. revolution will be shown every hour on the hour. It will be viral. The revolution will be on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Dollar nine, get a bottle of wine. <laughs> Dollar nine, get a bottle of wine. So, uh, yeah, so Edonis is being bent over, and they're like, they're kind of leaning Freedom. over him, so he's saying that it's um that it was like a chokehold, but it's obviously not a chokehold. They're oh, just like pushing hold. him down. Oh no! Well, people die from that though. Yeah, he should be dead if they got him in a chokehold. I know, right? That's the only result is that you die from that. It's now, a fatal t- chokehold. Let me tell you, this guy Edonis. Okay, when they raised their salary to $145,000 or whatever it is. Did we stand in front of ambulances to stop that? No, but he was so furious because he said it should be at least $200,000. I mean, they're out there laying down in front of ambulances, for Christ's sake. Because he, he was saying it's ridiculous. Why is it that some like commissioners of or deputy commissioners of city agencies make more than a city council person? They what? What? Right. Now, of course, sometimes deputy commissioners of of city agencies may have thousands of people under their responsibility and, you know, they're supervising maybe a billion dollar agency or something. Yeah, but what about these city councilmen who have uh, untold numbers of people that they represent right right under them who elected them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much his argument. And uh, the funny thing is during one of the hearings, he was saying... Okay, so the hearing was like, okay, they're going to raise their salary, but on the condition that they can't do any outside work. So it's like making it a what, what, making what? it a full time. That's job. an outrage. Now most of them can't make any full time money anyway because money outside of 
being a councilman because they don't have any skills, skills or anything, yeah. any professional, like anything. Take that into account. But so we don't he, have any skills. So he said, this is wrong because being a city councilman is more than a full-time job. I work more than 40 hours a week. So basically he was saying that why doesn't he get overtime? Give him overtime or give him death. This guy is so full of shit, I can't even explain to you. You're talking about Jumani, or you're uh, talking about Edonis? Well, Edonis. Jumani, I like to call Jumani like the council's only teenager. <laughs> this guy is the one who gave, who, who spends all of his time like posing with a Colin Kaepernick jersey. Uh-huh. Like he'll wear it. He'll bring it to City Hall. He'll stand around with it. He gave Kaepernick a... um. A proclamation. ICE agents. One of those protests is beginning here at the Federal Detention Center in Soho. It started just a couple of minutes ago. The other one, as you mentioned from this morning, it quickly got out of control. And now top city officials, they're blaming both police and federal ICE agents. There were agents and members of the NYPD who were violently shoving people to the ground. Come it became on. very, very aggressive very quickly. And it lasted a while. The new city council speaker, Corey Jones... This was not a, a, a short time. ...and he faults ICE agents along with members of the NYPD. Huge shoving match. ...into a confrontation when some protesters blocked an ambulance carrying an immigrant rights activist, Ravi Rogbeer. When ICE agents informed Johnson and others they were detaining Rogbeer, all hell broke loose. The protest and scuffle with federal agents and police led to 18 arrests, including two city councilmen, Idanas Rodriguez, who represents Washington Heights and Inwood, and Jumani Williams, who represents Flatbush and Canarsie. They and the new speaker call Rockbeer a leader for immigrants in New York. One of the things he is best known for is becoming a major a national and citywide a, immigration activist, a former convict. working to protect uh, immigrants, the immigrant community, and the undocumented here in New York City. I like that. that the the immigrants, his detention today. immigrants, the immigrant community, and the undocumented. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's the speaker. Officials and police brass are now reviewing tape of this morning's incident. Speaker Johnson says he will not be intimidated by police nor federal agents. There were some people who decided they wanted to engage in civil disobedience and block the ambulance, and things started to get... Uh, a little hectic and some mayhem broke loose. But there were plenty of people who were not blocking the ambulance, myself and other folks, that were handled in a completely inappropriate way. Uh, you you weren't arrested. No, he wasn't arrested. I mean, he was, he was pushed. Well, that's appropriate. What's, yeah. what, what's inappropriate about that? You uh, get shoved. I mean, they're, they're there to in, enforce the law. They're yeah. not there to strongly suggest obedience to the law. They're yeah. not there to plea for obedience to the law. They're there to enforce the law. Yeah. That's their job. Yeah. You dumb fuck. You know what I, I say? I say to these people, find better martyrs. Ravi <laughs> Rogbeer, it, like, he was forging mortgage documents and like stealing money. This guy is not some kind of hero. Okay. And then he, he, he started a group that basically, it's not like he was like, he wasn't really into immigrant rights before he went to prison and faced deportation. It was only afterward. Yeah. Ravi Rogbeer. And now he's just an immigrant rights activist. Yeah. Yeah, I see. That's that's what they mention. They don't mention the... Uh, the years in federal prison. Yeah. 
the 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 theft. Yeah, I wonder if I finish that off with a federal prison. I read his um. I read the like he had several appeals. I mean, he definitely had due process. Yeah, and you know what they keep saying? They keep saying, "Well, he's trying to get his conviction vacated." Well, so what? Who gives a shit? Well, of course he, he is. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? Be? I mean, that doesn't just because he's trying to. He's already. It went to the circuit court and they denied it. Oh, but he has. But maybe the president, maybe the president, the next president, will, will, will pardon him. Here's a headline. Here's how one New Yorker is helping immigrants, himself included. Yeah. With government check-ins. Oh. Uh, he spent uh, a big part of his morning one day last week. It says this is an article from March of 2017. Uh, asking people who were filing into a New York City, uh, he, he asked a simple question. Uh, what's what's going on? Do you need help? Do you need help? Do you need help? Do you need help? I don't... Uh, I, I, what help? What help do they need? Do they, uh, like, uh, not, uh, not, not... Not being deported? Uh, that's pretty much the help that they need. Well, I don't... I don't uh, I mean, I, I, I think they should deport everybody who uh, should be deported. I agree. To, to deport the them. funny thing about this guy, okay, and then they won't be. It's here. not like he came here when he was one as a baby, and I just want to make this clear to any kind of you know liber- the liberals in this. your audience. Yeah, they're they're out. Ravi Rogbeer did not come here as a baby, and this is the only country he's known, and he's been doing a good job all his life, and he never, you know, he he wiped his nose right, and nothing bad ever happened. He came to the United States when he was 27, okay? And they're not sending him back to North Korea. They're sending him to Trinidad. Trinidad. Trinidad, okay, it's probably not like everybody's favorite place, but it's a regular country. People go there. It's a regular country. I mean, whatever, okay? They speak, he speaks the language. Yeah. Trinidad. Okay, so he has to go to Trinidad. Big fucking deal. It's not punishment to send people home. Living as a fugitive is very high, according to this. It should be article here because a fugitive, by definition, is someone who has fled, <laughs> someone who is fleeing the law. I'm not seeing anything in 2011. ICE granted him a stay of removal. Yeah, officials exercised their discretion not to deport Rogbeer, who was uh, who was by then known both for his advocacy and his contributions to the immigrant community. He now checks in with immigration officials much less frequently. His legal challenge to his criminal conviction won't be heard in time for his next scheduled check-in, and he's not sure of immigration agents in the Trump he's administration. Had, he's had ample review of his of his conviction. You can look up the circuit court affirmation of his conviction. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to find. Is is they're not going to talk about is that? Any information on that uh, at all? I mean, like even. Uh, Google is really they they let you down when it comes to shit like this. I guess they they are they're all busy covering. Well, they're, uh, they're too busy, like um, you know, celebrating the birthday of uh, the hundred thirty fourth birthday of, you know, so and so. Right, right. Hey, that that was a big deal, though. What was so and so's hundred thirty fourth? Oh my god, it, it was, was so awesome. I remember the parade, and it it was something to see inside immigrant prisons. Yes. Trinidadian Sam. immigrant Rogavia Rogberry also is fighting deportation. Yeah, it's uh, you, it's. Uh, I mean, they, you notice, it, that's all they care about. It's not like this guy against. is like nationally known outside of this circle, right? Outside of the circle, I've of never people, heard of this shit. Of course not. Outside of the circle of people who care about 
illegal immigrants being deported or criminal convicted criminals being deported. Uh-huh. Nobody gives a fuck about Ravi Ragbir. He's not like they talk about he is a national hero. He's a national figure. No, he's a national figure among like a handful of radicals. Fucking people like you. Who hate the United. Do you know what they were chanting at this fucking rally, by the way? What? They were chanting, no borders, no nations, no more deportations. Ah. If there's no nations, you can't be deported. Yeah. You're just going to some other uh, part of our nation. Yes. So, really, no nations. Fine. You can believe in no nations. This is what we're dealing with, Pat. This is why we need Trump. I'm sorry. I know I'm not supposed to bring him up. That's fine. Bring him up. But Trump. that guy will get mad again. No Trump means no progress. No Trump means no happiness. No Trump means no financial uh, security for your fucking kids. How about that? No Trump, no America. Be back in a second. This is Donald J. Trump, President of the United States. You're listening to New York City Crime Report. Like several, uh, you know, crime crimes. Okay. Before uh, I feel like we we have done a few. Have we? Yeah, you were like reading through the paper. You didn't really write anything this time. I noticed. Yeah, no, I I didn't. Uh, That's I okay. Any of those. You know That's why? Because okay. I don't have any fucking pills. Oh, well, I don't no. have any pills. I don't do any writing. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know a guy who sells them. Do you really? Please. You know him. For God's sake, introduce. You know the me. same guy. Well, then that means that he doesn't have any right now. <laughs> or I think any. what he just sells is like, you know, Tic Tacs. Right. I, I'm good with Tic Tacs. Anything. What the hell? A lot of times Daily News has some interesting news stories about, uh, how about this? A firefighter who's in a federal uh, opioid bust. City firefighter arrested at a Staten Island home for trafficking a fentanyl. Boy, that is some strong shit. Yeah. I'd like to try that one time, just once. Uh, that might be the- For the rest of that, my life. That might be the last time. <laughs> it's funny. That shit is like really uh, powerful, I guess. He's suspected of uh, purchasing the addictive opioid on the dark web and getting it by mail. Huh. That bastard uh, firefighter. Hey. Alexa, access the dark web. <laughs> don't tell her to do that. Sorry, she, I don't know that one. She doesn't know that one, no. see? And we don't do that. My my daughter gets really terrified about the dark web, like that 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 it's actually something you can just kind of like link to. And yeah, I think it's so not that hard, right? Sometimes I'll be like, okay, I I found out that if you just push a couple of these buttons on the iPhone, it, it links you to the dark web. <laughs> She'll be like, don't, <laughs> don't. Well, hey, uh, uh, James Franco's book hints at some uh, current sex handles here. Uh, he. he now, I have a friend who went to uh, a taping, a Colbert taping, oh. you know, the, the uh, late show there with Colbert. Great. And as it turns out, yes, uh, he, uh, he he actually took him to task during this interview the other day. I heard about this. This happened right here in New York City. I, you know, let me just say, I, I don't remember, like, when the whole point of talk show hosts was just to like wag their fingers at the guests. Really? You don't remember back when Johnny Carson would, would have Kirk Douglas on, you know, and just to say, I, I understand that you uh, flirted with an, a young intern. Yeah. Uh, what's go What's going on? Uh, what really pisses me off about your response is that it doesn't seem like you're owning what you did. 
Is that what he said? Did he say No, that? but I think that's what John Oliver said to Dustin Hoffman. Oh, yeah, yeah. John Oliver. What? What? Now, uh, just a journalist uh, par excellence. Yeah. When I think of John Oliver, that's what I think, is a guy who really, you know, he gets to the bottom of shit. Yeah, apparently he has... He's does- not just some guy with an English accent who's vaguely yeah. amusing. He's not that amusing. He just, like... You know what? He has somebody write. Said vaguely. Write like a few paragraphs for him. And then he just reads them. And it has like absurd kind of uh, metaphors. And then it just sounds like. Be like really a little f- turn of phrase that makes it sound right. Yeah. I guess he had Dustin Hoffman on to talk about like the 20th anniversary of Tootsie or Wag the Dog or some fucking movie. Well, while you're here, though. Yeah. Uh, and then he wanted to talk about something else. And Dustin Hoffman was like, well, I don't know. I, I regret that. He's like, what really pisses me off about that response is that you're not really addressing the problem, are you? So what did he say to um David Franco or James uh, James Franco? Franco? He just he he just got on his ass about supposedly uh, you know the, banging these, his fans. These, Big fucking deal. <laughs> he dated one of them who oh, and he paid some girl not enough money in order to uh, who who could come and take her clothes off. He you know he, she did it for a hundred bucks, and and then it's like a problem. You see. Because like uh, she agreed to get naked for too little money, and I'm sure felt pressured to do it for some reason. You know, there's a lot of that that goes on. They just like oh, I was pressured, and you know, I I just say, look, if you if you agree to get naked for a hundred bucks, and that's the agreement, do you it. Know, you, you did that. Well, I gather James Franco wrote some kind of book where he said that he gets like his fans come up to him, girls come up to him, uh-huh. he gets their information, yeah. Uh, he invites them to come over to his hotel room. He says that lots of actors like to screw the extras. It's pretty easy. They come over, they fuck, and that's it. This isn't complaints that he's gotten. He's just said, yeah, I like to do this, and now people are really mad. Yeah. yeah. yeah you, they don't want anybody, uh, no man of power, to get laid with a woman of less power. See, women have got, they've sold this thing that they've, oh, we're abused. And, you know, we, we need to change this whole cycle of abuse. What they want is power. They say it. They put it right up front. Empowering. Everything's empowering. Right. They want to do things that are empowering. Right. Doing this is empowering. And it gives us power. They want power. They're hungry for power. They want the same power. Well, you want the power? Go get the fucking power. Yeah, do it. What's I mean, stopping who, who, you? I mean, now they're doing it. Yeah. And this is the way they're doing this it. This is how they're doing it. They right. want to topple people of power. Yeah. Men. They want to take away their power. It's kind of like, a, we want your power, so we're going to fucking make accusations until we get it. Well, I can't blame them for wanting the power. The hey, problem look, is you know, like- You want power? Everybody wants power. Not every does. man has power. You think every man has power? We don't all have power. I don't have any fucking power. Where's my power? Uh, I want power. Uh, you- you have the podcast. Yes, I have the power of the podcast. We have this podcast, and we are going to tell you what to do. We find it empowering to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These these uh, people are fuckheads. You know, that's, that, that's what it comes down to. I think it's, you're right. It's a, it's a fuckhead planet that we live on. Uh, the Bonanno uh, crime family, uh, crime family boss and his top mob cronies, and when not plotting murders or drug deals, they kept busy looking over their shoulders. A 16-page federal indictment charged the leader, Joseph, that's Joe C. Camanaro Jr., Comin- excuse me, Camarano Jr., and his crew with a variety of crimes, including conspiracy to commit murder, extortion, loan sharking, and, and drug dealing. And arrested with, uh, arrested with Cam- Camarano was Bonanno family consigliere. 
John Porky Zanocchio. Porky Zanocchio, 60 years old, wants a bookie. Took bets from banned Major League baseball icon Pete Rose. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Uh, the illegal activities, including a savage beatdown inflicted to ensure the induction of one aspiring mafia, mafioso, occurred over a six-year period ending this month. Court papers also detailed how paranoid family members and associates tried to ferret out possible informants within their ranks. Long a major concern. Well, it seems like they had a reason to be concerned. Yeah, can you blame them? Not at all. Yeah, members and associates attempted to identify and did identify individuals suspected of providing or likely to provide information to law enforcement. The family's problem with mob moles dates to FBI agent Joe Pistone's infiltration of the Bananos between uh, 1976 and 1982, leading to more than 100 convictions. Would that be the Donnie Brasco guy? Yeah. Turn of the century brought a, brought a trifecta of top-level turncoats. Well, how about that? He, uh, a capo, uh, Frank, Frank Capa, a capo. Sometimes I wonder about these mafia guys. Like, are we talking about, like, okay, a mafia boss? Like, I mean, how large are these criminal enterprises? I'm and not how, really sure. And how rich do these guys get? They don't look rich at all. I mean, yeah, they maybe they have a nice house on the south shore of Staten Island or in Bay Ridge. But, I mean, are we talking about guys with, like, a million dollars, ten million dollars, a billion dollars? Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. It, 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 they make it uh, sound as if this is all ongoing shit, but, you know, I, I just, uh, it doesn't seem as if the mob is the problem that it once was or the that they have the uh, power that they once had. I think they don't. Now, uh, did you know now NYPD is saying, guess what? Muslims can have longer beards. Yay. They've settled a class action lawsuit. The city has alleging that NYPD limits... Uh, they they limit the beard length, and they say it violated uh, Muslim cops' civil rights. Hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, of course, of course, it lim- it it curtails their civil rights. There's not even a question. The January two settlement stems uh, from a June 2016 lawsuit filed by Masood Syed, a Muslim cop, claiming he was unjustly suspended for wearing a beard more than one millimeter long. What more than one was, millimeter? How long? long was it? More than one millimeter. What? The length was the unofficial exception for religious reasons to NYPD's no beard rule. Oh, they have a no no beard rule? They have a no no beard rule. <laughs> you must have a beard. Shortly after Syed filed suit, he was reinstated as a department law clerk, and the NYPD launched an internal review of its policy on facial hair. This is important shit. Facial hair, but I don't God get it damn because it. I know that there's like Orthodox Jewish cops. There must be Sikh cops who have who don't shave. Yeah, you would think, right? Well, whatever. the NYPD launched a new facial hair policy in December 2016, allowing facial hair of up to one half inch for religious beliefs. With the department's approval, now the settlement is effectively uh, that's weird an, an official agreement that the NYPD will continue using its revised. Facial hair policies. Hey, you gotta be able to have that fucking beard. You want to go to heaven? Well, you know you what? Wanna, you want to go be a part of, uh, you know, the, Muslims, the afterlife. Of what's Allah. interesting about 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 the Muslim rule on facial hair uh-huh. is you grow the beard and you trim the mustache. 
Grow the beard, trim the mustache. Yeah, they trim the mustache, but they grow the beard. Oh, right. Which looks bad. It's, it's a, a weird b- look. It's, it's a but bad that's, look. That's kind of how you can identify them sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's the main thing. We want to be able to identify these fucking... You know another thing? They're yeah. not allowed to pluck their eyebrows. Really? They're not allowed to? They're not allowed to. Ugh. Ugh. What would I do without being able to... I don't pluck them, like, you know, like, uh, carefully. It's like when I feel something tickling my eyelid, I want to fucking get it off. They, and they can't do that, huh? They got to be all bushy. People what about I, nostril hair? I think you can trim that. People think I should trim my eyebrows, but I never have. Never? Not once? No. <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. Right? I don't see any reason. The sister of a mentally ill Bronx, Bronx when fatally shot by an NYPD sergeant in her apartment sued the city Friday. So this is, a, you, we know who this is. Uh, the uh, the sister, uh, that cop was oh. Hugh Barry. Uh, is this Dorothy Danner? I, yeah, Jennifer Danner is her sister, and the wrongful death lawsuit was filed in Manhattan Federal Court. Uh, she's the one who heard the gunshots that took her 66-year-old uh, sister Deborah Danner's life. Uh, yes, back in October of 2016. It details the tragic sequence of, sequence of events that led to the disabled... Disa- it says disabled woman's demise. Well, I wouldn't say disabled. She was psycho. They should say no, led to the psycho woman's demise. Yeah, she was insane. She was criminally insane. Who had done? She was doing criminal things. She was causing a disturbance, and they came and shut that shit down. And now they're filing a lawsuit. Well, I mean, they needed that woman to shut the fuck up because she had scissors. She was trying to. She was trying to murder a cop with a pair of scissors and then a baseball bat. Yeah. And when you go through your training, we've discussed this before. You you have a uh, a, a target. And it's basically this Danner's woman holding a bat. That's one of the targets. They go, shoot. When you see a bat, shoot. Shoot. They say, yes. This is when you do it. Well, yes. Yeah. Do we shoot? Yes. She had a bat. She was charging the cop with a baseball but didn't bat. The, didn't the cop get charged by um, Darcel Clark in the Bronx? Oh, well, Darcel um, Clark. Yeah. The, the foremost DA in the entire fucking city. Yeah. She is the, uh, the, the uh, Bronx County DA. And she is. she is just a uh, boy. Uh, talk about a, a woman looking a lot like, say, Little Richard, <laughs> or, or no, Bo Diddley rather. Bo Diddley with the big gap That's between mean. her teeth. That's well, so she's mean. just an she's an atrocious bum, looking bum, woman. Bum, 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 Darcel buy me a nanny goat. <laughs> she's just an ugly woman, and she has uglier beliefs. She's anti composite gets. There's a lot of just we don't prosecute that. They just there's a lot of uh, cases that just for no particular reason they just uh, declined to prosecute. Funny thing about Darcel Clark, they call it DP'd. She was the judge who kept. Um, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his name. The kid who uh, was in prison kept on Rikers for three years and then killed himself. Oh right, Arpio uh, Damani or something. No, no, no. What's his name? Appio Slappy. Uh, yeah, the one who ran off and the dogs ate him in the water. The bi- what? Right. The no, one this who's is missing. No, no, no. This from is the school. No, 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 no. This is the guy who allegedly stole a backpack, and Jeez, stole a he backpack. was like sixteen, and then yeah, allegedly he wound up in jail. For he like, did stay in Rikers for too fucking long. I he was in Rikers for like three years, but it was because Darcel. And then afterward, he killed himself, and you know, presumably like being in. Solitary confinement on Rikers. And it was and because Darcel. Darcel Clark was the judge who kept him in jail. Really? Yes. <laughs> How did she do that? She just uh, kept ruling that he has to remain there? She, yeah, I mean, whatever. 
because in the Bronx they they don't cases just don't get heard. Ah, like the judges don't show up, the prosecutors don't show up. Right. They just it was let her everything mismanagement go. and yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. darn self fucking Clark. That's what the it. fuck was that guy's name? Everybody talks about him all the time. I know who you're talking about. Come on, man. Uh, yeah. Shout out to John Boyer, uh, fan of the New York City Crime Report podcast. Thanks, John. Uh, Appreciate John, that. John, glad to hear that you're listening to us. Adjunct professor of philosophy and PhD candidate in Houston. How nice. Thanks. See, I like it. Have you noticed that? That's why I always say listeners to this show are better than most people. And it, it bears out time and time again. Hell yes. They're the best. Yeah. They are not uh, the same people who, who are listening to say, oh, I don't know. Uh, shitty podcast. Shitty podcast. We don't, I mean, like, you know the ones I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. there's no reason to go no, too deeply into it. But uh, it's just a, a fact. Like, just, just, a, just a fact. There's a lot of podcasts out there that are, like, very gay mm-hmm. and that are very lame. Oh, yeah. You mean gay in the lamps. Oh, the kid's name was Avante Akendo. No. That's his name. No, it's not. He vanished. He That's not who we're talking boy. about. <laughs> Avante. Find Avanti. It was look the big up, deal. No, look up the kid who 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 was... It was. There was a whole story in the New Yorker about it. It's like national thing now. Yes. Uh, he committed look up suicide. Suicide, and, solitary and, confinement, backpack. I'm really good at, at devising Google searches. Yeah. Khalif Browder? Khalif Browder. I'm pretty sure it was Avanti again, though. No, but it was anyway. Khalif Browder, and it was Darcel Clark who just kind of like. Darcel. Just mismanaged the whole thing. Wherever you are, just Google Darcel Clark images and. Uh, and, and just marvel at, at the attractiveness, the the uh, the, the world class beauty of Darcel Clark. I mean, she's. You wonder how does a woman this stunning uh, get land in a position of DA? You know, because it just seems like. Well, oh, I'll tell you how it that happened. That does not seem possible. The, the previous DA, Robert Johnson. One, she's got a little ball of hair on top. Yeah, she's bizarre. She's got a weird mohawk. The previous DA, Robert Johnson. He ran, he won his primary, and then he said, oh, you know what? I'd rather be a judge. So the Bronx County Democratic Party put her in instead, so it was completely undemocratic. Uh-huh. And he was given her judgeship. They her just, mouth looks like it was carved out of an eggplant. That's really racist. No, not at all. It's her mouth. What's wrong to be racist about a carved mouth? I would say egg. her mouth looks like a shithole. <laughs> Is that racist? Uh, thanks to our uh, listeners uh, out there who, who enjoy the podcast, and uh, thanks thanks for all you do, and uh, and read uh, you know everything that Seth has to say on Twitter at Seth Barron NYC. And thanks again, Seth, for being here. Thanks, Pat. Thanks for listening to New York City Crime Report.
Is it over?